0: Quick content warning, this episode contains references to suicide. If you or someone you know may be struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can visit TalkSuicide.ca or call 1-833-456-4566 for support. In cases of an emergency, please call 911. Please take care when listening. Welcome to the Talk Today podcast. My name is Alex Salomi and I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Dickey. Every year on September 10th, we mark World Suicide Prevention Day. This is a day dedicated to promoting awareness around
1: suicide. Today, we're joined by NHL prospect Jake Chason. Jake was selected by the Edmonton Oilers in the 2021 NHL Draft and has played in the Western Hockey League with the Brandon Wheat Kings and Saskatoon Blades. Last December, Jake and three of his teammates from the Brandon Wheat Kings intervened to save the life of a man who was struggling with thoughts of suicide. Jake is here to tell us a bit about the experience and how he supports his mental health. All right, Jake, welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, uh, appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: How are things going today?
2: Uh, going good. Yeah, just out here in Abbotsford. Um, yeah, beautiful weather, can't complain, and uh, nice spending some time with family during the summer.
1: <laughs> Glad to hear it. All right, well, let's let's jump right into uh, to the conversation. So, uh, last winter, you and three of your teammates, uh, Calder Anderson, Nolan Ritchie, and Ben Thornton, uh, helped save a distressed man who was contemplating suicide. Can you take us through that situation, um, specifically, you know, what you guys were doing when you came across this person and and really how and why you decided to jump in and help?
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the night started... Um... Uh, earlier around dinnertime where we were having a team event um, at the Samaritan House packaging food uh, for the holidays. And uh, it was just a good team event. Brandon does a great job at uh, getting us out in the community and and working those type of events. And even though it was my fourth year here in Brandon, um, I hadn't honestly seen too much of the city yet. So uh, Nolan Ritchie and Calder Anderson are two local guys. And Ben Thornton lives 20 minutes down the road from me here in Abbotsford. So. It just worked out that they were uh, they were showing us around uh, some parts of town that we hadn't seen before, and and we were coming across uh, the first street bridge in Brandon. Uh, when we saw when we saw a man uh, on the side of the bridge, and it just didn't look right to us. We we weren't sure of the situation, so uh, we looped back around. Uh, it was pretty dark. I think it was nine or ten at night at this point, so it was pretty dark and couldn't quite see what was going on. So we looped around for a better look and, and sure enough, we thought this, this guy just wasn't in a great spot. Um, and just wanted to check in on him. We weren't sure of the situation. We weren't, weren't sure anything at this point, we were kind of just going off instincts and uh, sure enough. Yeah. The the guy, like I said, wasn't in a great spot and uh, was maybe looking like he needed uh, a little help from someone or uh, just anything, drive, uh, anyone driving past. So, um, it was on Calder's side, he was the driver, and uh, he stepped out of the car pretty quickly to to ask the man how he was doing, uh, what, he, what he was going through, if he needed us to do anything, and as that was going on, I, I called the uh, authorities there, I, I asked for ambulance and police to, uh, to the scene, and then kind of just had the windows down, and obviously we wanted to, Calder was outside uh, doing most of the talking, but uh, and I think in that situation, it's important to kind of team up. And uh, going through a situation like that isn't easy uh, with a group yet alone by yourself. So it was just working as a team there uh, in the car to to do anything we could to to help this guy out and um, and just kind of delay until the police and ambulance could come, and they're the kind of trained professionals in the situation. and And for us, it was just a great job kind of uh, bouncing off each other with with helping each other and helping this guy. Uh, most importantly. And, uh, you could kind of see the the look on his face. It's just, he just needed someone to be there for him. And, uh, there's pretty big sigh of relief when, when someone stopped and, um, they ultimately, a lot of people have heard the story. It, it worked out, uh, really good in his favor and ours. And, and it, the situation was able to get a, a lot better than it was, uh, five minutes prior. So leading up
1: to that, like, and when you're in that situation, like, did it, um, were you like was it instinctually like we need to do something? Like was it uh kind of a like a group discussion with, or and then like did you kinda have a sense of what to do, or was it just like we we just need to you know talk to them until somebody shows up?
2: Yeah, I think I think ultimately um it is all instincts. I think it just comes down to the way that uh the four of us boys were raised that uh come from pretty loving households and and households that support us through anything that we do. And I think that message has just been passed down through, through generations in our family that uh, it's important to reach out and, and give help where helps needed. And, um, it was, it was tough. You ultimately you don't want to say the wrong things. You don't want to, you don't want to act out in any way that's going to escalate the situation to the point where you can't, it's not in your control anymore. And, um, I think everyone in the car did a great job at doing what they needed to do to just stay calm. And I think that really helped the guy as well. It it was, it almost, it almost put the situation down in a way that what he was doing like wasn't important to him. There was other ways around this and, and just kind of, we were almost talking to him as a friend rather than, than persuading him. I think, I think that's ultimately what he needed. It, It wasn't to hear what he shouldn't do. It was, it was to hear what, what he was worth and, and how much he, uh, he meant to someone, uh, if he may not know who that person is, but someone out there cares about him. And uh, I think we just wanted him to, to realize that.
1: Well, um, uh, what, uh, what I'm kind of hearing from you is that he it, it, didn't say this, but the tone that I get is that, you know, you, you kind of did what anybody else would do. And, um, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Um, I think that it, it takes a lot of strength and, and empathy to, to, to put yourself in and in do something in that situation and insert yourself into that. So, you know, kudos to you and to, into the group to, for, you know, making that effort. That's a, it's, it's just really, it's, 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 you know, remarkable how something so simple can be so profound and to, yeah, you, know, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, you know, he wasn't, all he needed was somebody that it sounds like all he needed was somebody that cared and that's what you guys did. And that's all, and you know, it, it got him through. So yeah, I think Thank that's you. something
2: we yeah, we realized in the situation is um a lot of these people it, yeah, it doesn't take much. It's it's just someone to to care for and and that's ultimately the the beautiful part of the story is is how he reacted and, and how he's doing after the fact. And um it was never yeah, it was never something that we thought should even get out or even driving away we we didn't think of it as anything other than oh we just just helped a man that needed help it was never it was never supposed to even be a story it was actually our the, the news reporter and brandon heard it from the from the police so um it was something that we just like you said it's something that we hope everyone would do and as much as it's not an everyday event that happens it should be something that you that you do without thinking about. So. Um, it was good,, to, uh, yeah, for the story to get out. just obviously, there's there's times where junior hockey was going through a bit of a rough patch this past season with um with the way they're, yeah, just the culture of it, and it was good to, uh, they wanted to put a story out that that shows the other side of things that there's a lot of good kids um, out there. and and i I know a lot of other guys around the league would do the same as what we did that day.
0: Yeah, I have to say like it's really impressive to to hear the story and to hear hear the account from you as well cuz you know I'd read about it and I was so impressed just reading about it and you know when you go into detail talking about your experience it's it it really is something that is amazing to hear that you guys stepped up in such a such an important way and and to Justin's point you know you you were empathetic you thought about this and and how you can help and it was more about helping an individual who was maybe having a hard time I think that's really impressive I think I think my question and I think a, a, a good thing for for others to hear is, you know when we look at talking about suicide just generally is is incredibly difficult with let alone with somebody you don't know, uh, what do you feel this experience has taught you?
2: yeah, it, it to me, the, we were talking about it after the fact that night actually, and we we're, we were almost saying like the the there's more there's way more to life than your little everyday problems that you may that you may let ruin your day and we we were saying that like it's um just makes you appreciate appreciate life and, and friends and family that much more you realize that a lot of people struggle with with not having that um not having that support system in their life and and for us it was just it was just really understanding that like we I think, uh, I think it might've been Ben that said, it was like, don't, don't let five minutes ruin your day. And, and for us, it was just, it was understanding that a lot of people in life have their own struggles and, and are going through way more than what any other person may be feeling. And, and it's important to reach out to everyone to, to make sure everyone's on that same level of feeling loved and feeling supported. And I think it just taught me that uh, a hello or a smile goes a long way. Uh, you never realize what, what people are going through. And um, it was five minutes out of our night to to really help a guy who needed it. And um, you never know where you're going to be in life. It it could be some, it could be one of us four guys on the other end of that. You just never know. And you never know what someone's truly going through and, and just talking's um, so important and, and just uh, reaching out a helping hand. So I think it's just, it's not being blind to the situation that it can happen to anyone, uh, no matter who you are, and um, it's important to treat everyone the same, because you never know when, like I said, you never know when uh, an individual is going to need uh, some more help uh, on any given day.
1: That's and again, yeah, and again, that, that that message is so simple, but I think it's lost on on it can be lost in a lot of people in a lot of circumstances, so uh, it's, it's important to hear it from someone with your platform, so um, my next question is, how did your team react when this came out? Um, like, did this situation change how your team or your new team um, after you moved on from Brandon? Um, did that change how you approached uh, mental health conversations or created a discussion um, on the topic?
2: Yeah, it was um, it was crazy, actually. Like I said, we we had no idea that, anyone even knew of the situation we for as far as we thought it was us four and the two police officers and paramedics that were on scene like that that was as far as we thought it went um maybe should have known better brandon's a pretty small town and uh news gets around fast and it wasn't until we were we were we were at practice the next day just as routine as as normal and it was end of practice and the uh, um coaches all came in when we were on the ice at the end and and started talking about uh just mental health and and important to to speak out when you need help and and then they addressed the situation that we had gone through that night and uh said how how important it was to uh, most importantly the man who needed the help but to this organization and and it um it just represents the brand and, and culture that uh they want in brandon and and that was kind of the first time that we maybe thought something of it of oh this was this was a little more important than we had maybe thought and from there it was kind of like by the time we got undressed there you could see it kind of leaking through media and there's more and more stories picking it up and and then our, our team did a great job as well obviously there's there's lots of questions and people want to know the inf- inside information and just like we we had stressed that Ultimately, it was this guy's. We're talking about a man's struggles and what he's going through. So that was our main focus. Was we wanted it to stay uh, private uh, for this guy's sake of if people don't need to know where or exact exactly what happened. It was just the story of of basics that they could hear. And I think our team and Brandon did a great job at um, keeping the keeping the information um, to what needed to be told and. Uh, and, and kind of letting us relay it how we wanted to and, and uh, media help and Brandon did a great job at uh, making sure the story stayed as respectful and um, as appropriate as possible to just bring in light to the situation of, of mental health and, and allowing people to, to hear a story that hopefully resonates to, to how they uh, can, can um, help someone in life.
0: That's, that's a great message. And that's a great message from your team, too, about values and, and making sure that that mental health is, is an important piece and, and telling the, the rest of the team, too, that it's important to reach out for support. It's something that we definitely try to stress through through the work that we do. And I think it's it's a really valuable thing to share. And I think that's amazing. Uh, what are some things shifting gears a little bit more to the to the mental health side of things? What are some things you do during the hockey season to support your mental health?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that night, um, that night that that happened, it was almost one of those things for me. It's, um, I just, I think for me, I didn't really like just stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm I'm a city, I grew up in a city, um, city kid all my life and, and going to Brandon's a little bit of a, a culture change and a lifestyle change. And um, I just, when I'm during the season, I love hanging out with, uh, with my buddies as much as I can. It's, uh, for me, it'd be going from practice, right? right to do something with a buddy and then getting home to sleep. Uh, that's kind of the the style that I roll with. And, and I just like, like I said, I like to step out of my comfort zone a little bit is uh, go see new parts of the city that I'm not familiar with, try something new. And um, I've always been a really big um, social guy. I, I don't like love spending a lot of time on my own. And uh, I think that's easily my, the, the thing I do most is, is kind of feed off feed off friends and and like to be upbeat and energetic and uh, that's definitely important you spend a lot of time away from home especially in a junior season um, don't have your family there with you for most guys and and you really rely on your friends to to be there for you and act as that family and um, also getting into the other side of things I, I like to call home every once in a while it's important to keep in touch and and be aware of what's going on at home and, and how everyone's doing. Uh, I have a brother, so I like to text him a lot and he's on his own path, uh, through life, and uh, playing, uh, or not playing sports, but, uh, reaching, reaching his goals. He's becoming an RCMP officer. So, uh, we, we talk a lot about that and it's nice to hear his side of things, kind of uh, get away from the game for a bit. And, and like I said, it's, it's just talking with friends and, uh, time moves a lot quicker when you're when you're having fun with friends and and trying something new.
1: Nice. Well, you mentioned uh, you know the change in scenery for you, kind of from you've you know grew up in Abbotsford, went to Brandon, went had a, had a bit in, in Saskatoon, uh, and now you're looking at you know potentially Edmonton or Bakersfield or you know somewhere else as you look to turn pro in the fall. Uh, so. Um, has, has, um you know, that look to making that transition uh, going into this season, has that changed how you uh, prepare during the off season? And, and what do you do maybe besides anything that you, you just described to, to take care of your, your mental health? Like what do you do in the off season to prepare mentally and physically?
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I'd say the answer to that is almost yes. And no, um, I've been training, uh, I've been training for number of summers now. Uh, in preparation for kind of that when September hits, uh, the season gets going. But uh, so as far as that goes, I wouldn't say there's much change there, but there is difference in my training. Um, I have most years, it's been kind of uh, fine-tuning skills year to year. And and for me this year, it was um, if I want to make that jump to to play against uh, men and, and bigger guys, then uh, I had to get a lot bigger myself. So for me, it was a big summer off ice, uh, getting bigger, getting stronger, and um, I think I've done done a good job at that. I have like a lot of support here uh, with my trainers and nutritionists and family, and uh, everyone pushing me to to be at my best and and to uh, ultimately give me the best chance to make that jump. And uh, as far as mental health goes in the off season, it's I feel like that's uh, when a lot of guys' mental health may be at their highest. Um, uh, like I said, with the buddies aspect of things, it's um with buddies every or golf golfing, playing pickleball, uh, going to the lake, and uh, I think it, it really kind of it's a good refresh in the summer months to to kind of hit the season running and um just obviously you get super super amped up for for that first regular season game of the year. Everyone looks forward to it, and I think that really helps having a having a break in the summer to kind of refuel. Um refuel uh to head into the season and and that want to to be back and and uh yeah get uh get working towards uh winning winning as many hockey games as you can.
1: In terms of that preparation over the off season like your daily routine what does that look like for you because I know it's a little bit I mean I feel like the the off season of a, of a- pro athlete or an elite athlete is looks a lot different than what like Alex and I do so just curious to know like what what your what your daily routine looks like through the week to prepare for for that jump
2: yeah it's uh it's busy but um also it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's busy because I'm skating and working out with guys that I want to hang out with anyway so uh my days uh start with uh get up and I, I make normally make breakfast and stuff the night before so it's pretty early mornings to get going so wake up and have a quick bite to eat and uh drive to drive to Burnaby uh so kind of 45 to an hour drive uh to skate in the mornings and uh skate with a pretty good group out there a bunch of pro guys that uh, have come back to Vancouver for the year to train or for the summer to train and uh, skate out there for the morning and then come back to Abbotsford and, and get ready right to the gym and, and work out. So that normally takes me around, that normally takes me till 1230, uh, one o'clock every day. And uh, which is nice about that. Cause that's when my days kind of finish uh, for, for training. And after that, like I had touched on before, play a lot of golf, a lot of pickleball. So uh, that the group that I skate and work out with, we kind of migrate city to city and, and place to place and, uh, we all kind of hang out until mid afternoon together, and then uh, kind of have a little bit of time to uh, to come home, see family, um, just stay busy. To be honest, I, if we get home for thirty minutes, if still feel like going for a walk. I'll go for a walk, or I'll uh, take my dog somewhere. But uh, I have a girlfriend here in Abbotsford too, so we like to like to go explore a little bit, get get out to lakes or uh, so many mountains and rivers out here that. I've grown up my whole life not knowing about so I've uh, done a lot of that this summer but as far as training goes like I said it's I'm I'm a get up and go guy so I like to be done in the mornings and uh, feels pretty rewarding when when your day's done you can kind of relax and get ready for all start again the next day
0: that's awesome and you you got into the pickleball craze <laughs> yeah yeah
2: big time it's uh, pretty some pretty competitive days maybe uh wake up or go, go to bed that night. Pretty, uh, pretty mad at one of your buddies for <laughs> you've had a bit of an argument, but no, it's great. It, uh, but like I said, it gets competitive with, with six guys who all, all play in hockey. It's, it's pretty fun.
0: That's amazing. And, uh, and I think that there's a really great message in there too, that, uh, when you're talking about that connection and that, the the importance of, of maintaining sort of that support network, whether it's friends, family, uh, extended family like that—that uh, that piece is, is so valuable, and it's so great to hear that you've got that connection around you. So if you ever did need support, you've you've got folks that that you care about and that care about you, and you can always connect with them. And I think we kind of alluded this throughout the, to this throughout the interview, but that's uh, that's really amazing. And uh, and then, yeah, I think we we really appreciate you taking the time today. Is there anything else you'd like to share that you feel would be valuable for for our audience?
2: Uh, I mean. I think it's just important to, yeah, not not saying I guess put ego aside isn't the right word, but I think everyone can help every, everyone. It's um, it's no specific person that you need to go to, or you can only help one of your close friends. I mean, it's just having an open mind to uh, share the world with a lot of people, and and all those people should be pulling on the same rope. So, um, just yeah, get out and enjoy something, enjoy something new, and um yeah appreciate appreciate each other and in the life we live uh more and uh, I think I've done done a good job with with a couple of buddies that doing that this summer and just uh yeah like I said I uh, have a lot of fun and I think everyone can can be there for each other uh more than we even are so um yeah I think that would be the message I'd want to pass on and and pass on to a lot of um young hockey players growing up too I mean it's a pretty competitive lifestyle uh, you always want to be better than each other. Uh, that's kind of the, the lifestyle we live in, but I think it's pulling everyone on, pulling everyone on that same bus to, to improve the world. And I think it's something that's important and everyone should know. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate the, your time and having me on.
1: Thanks again to Jake for taking the time to join us and share his story.
2: The Talk Today
0: podcast is brought to you by CMHA Ontario's Talk Today program. Talk Today is one of the most comprehensive sport mental health programs in Canada. Its aim is to promote the mental health of young athletes and to spread awareness about positive mental health throughout communities across the country. To learn more, visit www.talktoday.ca.